everybody. Welcome to your midweek Trashy Divorces, Trashy Breakups edition. My name is Stacy. Hey, everybody. I'm Alicia. Welcome to the Trashy Breakups that I've got covered for you today in honor of birthday month huh. for me. <laughs> I just love for this you. song. I love the song. I love this story. It has mm-hmm. so many spider webs to so many things today for your Trashy Breakups, uh-huh. Wednesday edition. Yep. We are talking about the Trashy Breakup. Of Judy Collins, Sweet Songbird herself, Ruby-Throated Sparrow, and Stephen Stills, hmm. famous guitarist, lyricist, in Buffalo Springfield and Crosby Stills, Nash & Young, does solo albums too. If you're going to have a song written for you, have Stephen Stills write it. If you can't get Taylor Swift or Paul Simon, maybe, Stephen Stills is the guy. I feel like Crosby Stills, Nash & Young is the coolest law practice ever. <laughs> LLP. <laughs> That's a pretty good name for a law practice. Right? I would totally use <laughs> that in that. training curriculum. I dig that. <laughs> it is Sweet Judy Blue Eyes today as the theme song, which interconnects the whole thing. Holy cats, I don't even know where to start. Joni Mitchell has had a real moment in yes, this past week. Indeed. She played at Newport Folk Festival. She plays there for the first time in 67 on the invitation of Judy Collins, who records both sides now for her 1967 album, Wildflowers. Cool. Holy cats. But Joni's already in the scene with David Crosby and Stephen Stills, and it's the Laurel Canyon interconnections of stuff, and I love everything about this story. I'm going to try to stay on track. Listeners, you are in for a treat, I'm certain. (laughs) Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. This is not sweet as in sweet and sour. This is sweet as in S-U-I-T-E. It's composed of four different bar codas, and I can get into the music nerd stuff, but Mm -hmm. the thing that I want you to know about Sweet Judy Blue Eyes is Stephen Stills wrote it before he ever dated Judy Collins. So it was aspirational. Very aspirational. What did you say to me yesterday about poets and getting uh, into art? All artists initially get into art in an effort to get laid, period. Hello, Stephen Stills. Uh, he writes this song for her. He records a demo of it in April of 67. Her Wildflowers comes out in 67. Joni Mitchell, like they all kind of know each other, but this song is glorious. Beautiful song for Judy Collins. He loves her. He loves her so much. She doesn't love him. She doesn't know who he is. But wow, is he taken in by the sweet songbird. So let's think about Sweet Judy Blue Eyes for just a second. It's getting to the point where I'm no fun anymore. (laughs) I'm sorry. Sometimes it hurts so badly I must cry out loud. I am lonely. I am yours and you are mine and you are what you are and you make it hard. Double entendre in there. But, oh, babe, have mercy. I'm not dreaming. I'm yours. You're mine. You're what you are. Oh, God. Are you still listening? Fear is the lock and laughter the key to your heart and I love you. Oh, poor Stephen Stills. (laughs) All right, let's put him into the picture, old Stephen. Capricorn man, born on January 3rd, 1945. Stephen 
has formed this little band called Buffalo Springfield with his buddy Neil Young. This is early mid-60s. And both Stephen and Neil Young were with other bands the year before, but the two of them meet, and it's chemistry between the two of them. And, well, it's the 60s, man, so girls and drugs. And they get their buddies, and they make a band, Buffalo Springfield, and it's all happening on the Sunset Strip. And to be fair, a lot is happening on the Sunset Strip. You have an explosion sure. of bands. The Birds, the Hollies, Buffalo Springfield, Mamas and the Papas, Monkeys, Beach Boy. Like, it's it's all happening. Holy cats. <laughs> the thing that really sets Buffalo Springfield apart is a little song that Stephen Stills writes in 15 minutes after watching in November 1966 the Sunset Strip curfew riots. White kid rebellion on the Sunset Strip. I want to say this happened at Pandora's Box. Stephen Stills witnesses. Peter Fonda's there too. Hmm. Like, it's kind of a scene. The fuzz coming down on the kids. He goes home, writes the immortal 60s classic for what it's worth. Hey kids, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down, right? for what it's worth, really sets Buffalo Springfield on the map as a band. Sorry, I should have read my note just a little further. Bunch of privileged white kids were mad because they changed the curfew at the clubs on the Strip. And now underage kids have to be out by 10 p.m., which is when things actually start getting good, Mm -hmm. as anybody Mm -hmm. knows. So find whatever you want to protest, kids. I'm for it. Become ungovernable. So for what it's worth, makes Buffalo Springfield stars, okay? But through 1968 and 1967, within the band itself, just like every other band that we're going to talk about in a second, there are changes with the lineup, and there's lots of drugs and a few arrests, and we got a possession charge, and you dated my girlfriend, and you broke up with the girl I love, and what have you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the time Buffalo Springfield is playing Monterey Pop Festival, Neil Young is out. However, here's a fun little adjacent side story. I told you this was going to be a ride. David Crosby, at this point, is in a band called The Birds with Roger McGuinn, Chris Hillman. Birds are doing great. The Birds actually get discovered at Ciro's on the Sunset Strip back in 1965 and end up playing Jane Fonda's Malibu Beach Party, July of 65, when Roger Vadim, right before she marries him. It all connects. This particular Monterey Pop, Buffalo Springfield, is playing. The birds are also in the lineup of the show. But all the members of the birds look out, and there's their bandmate, David Crosby, sitting in and playing with Buffalo Springfield on stage at Monterey Pop. The other members of the birds are not fans of this particular action. Ah, uh, okay? okay. So here's what I want you to know the connection. So David Crosby's sitting in. The birds are pissed. The birds will eventually end David Crosby's contract with him. They're going to give him some money to buy him out. David Crosby is going to take that cash and a loan of $25,000 from his friend Peter Tork of the Monkees okay. and buy a boat. This is David Crosby's boat called the Mayan. David Crosby is going to take this boat and sail it 
to end up getting to Florida to discover, quote unquote, Joni Mitchell. That's how Joni Mitchell gets in the circle is via David Crosby, because then Joni comes back to California. We covered this in the Joni Mitchell Graham Nash okay. trashy breakups episode. Yeah, we're but it all does come back around. David Crosby is kind of the linchpin and getting Joni to California, getting her music known, hence getting Judy Collins to record one of Joni Mitchell's songs. See, it all kind of comes back around 66, 67. Okay. David Crosby, out of the birds. Okay. Buffalo Springfield is falling apart as well. By the spring of 1968, Buffalo Springfield is done. They've had a bunch of dudes shuffle in and out of the band They end up touring with the Beach Boys in early 68, but it goes badly. Buffalo Springfield, out. Kaput. Kaput. Now here's a little fun connection point. So at this time, David Crosby has no band. Steven Stills has no band. Graham Nash is about done with the Hollies. He keeps writing all these great songs, Marrakesh Express, and the Hollies won't record them. All members of Crosby, Stills, and Nash, each one of those three guys, differ into how it happened. Mm-hmm. Graham Nash says the first time they played together, it was at Joni Mitchell's house. Stephen Stills, up and down, says if Cass Elliott was alive, she will tell you that it was her who got us together, and we played at her house for the first time. But regardless, wherever it happens in Laurel Canyon, because Joni Mitchell and Cass Elliott live two minutes away from each other, David Crosby, Graham Nash, Stephen Stills sing together. Great. Maybe we should start a band. (laughs) We want to do some folk psychedelic stuff in the bands that we've been in. Uh, Magic. Right. So Crosby, Stills, and Nash premiere at Woodstock in the summer of 69 playing Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. And that's when the world at all is introduced to those talents. Graham Nash is dating Joni Mitchell at the time who was in New York writing the song Woodstock because she couldn't go, only to have all three of them show up on the Dick Cabot show later. Like she, oh, it's all terrible. Anyway, not the story I'm telling. The story I'm telling is that Stephen Stills in 1967 has already written Sweet Judy Blue Eyes for Judy Collins. 67, long before the Woodstock revelation happens. Okay. Judy Collins. She of the piercing blue eyes with the voice of liquid silver, ruby-throated sparrow. Judy Collins is a May Day baby. She's born on May the 1st, Hmm. 1939. She's a little bit older than Stephen Stills. She's a Taurus lady. And Judy legit is a musical child prodigy. She learns by ear, which upsets every single music teacher she ever has. Oh, that's interesting. She's one of those kids that hears it and can play it and Her teachers are like, how are you like this? Judy starts with piano. She moves to guitar. And she never really thinks of herself as a singer, per se. Joan Baez at the time is really the thing. And she's like, psh, I'm no Joan Baez. Compared to her, I sound like the deepest voice at the corner bar. Like, that's not my jam. But Judy will start some vocal lessons and... Woo, sweet songbird is born. Judy's going to get her first professional job in 1956 at the age of 16. And she's kind of breaking onto the scene. 
And Judy Collins will become one of the great voices in the folk movement happening in the early 1960s. Before we unplug, we're still in folk. We haven't gone plugged up electric guitar yet. We haven't gone psychedelic. Judy Collins, pure folk. She does have an early marriage in 1958. She has a child the same year. And her first album is released in 1961. And it's all happening. But the marriage is not. Oh, I'm sure. By 1965, Judy and her first husband have divorced. But hey, 1967, she's on the top of the charts with her album Wildflowers. Both Sides Now, written by Joni Mitchell. Judy Collins is going to take Joni Mitchell to that Newport 67 singer-songwriter day where Joni Mitchell meets Leonard Cohen. Like, it, everything, it's such a small, tight community and colony with these folks. Judy Collins will win her first Grammy for mm-hmm. Wildflowers in that same year. She's on top of the world. By 1968, it's time to record another album and back to California, Judy Collins goes. I want to go ahead and set up the future Trashy Breakups Depot and get our couple together. Because even though they're connected in a thousand ways with all their pals, all their mates, we're singing together, we're songwriting together, we see each other around the scene. It is at the Whiskey A-Go-Go where the two tales merge. And before we do it, we're going to take a quick break and be back on the flip with the rest of the Trashy Story. Hey, Trash Pandas, when you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and, I don't know, exposing official corruption? All in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project, an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, Alicia, you have gotten our two, I guess, star-crossed lovers 
to the One whiskey. One is very star-crossed. Stephen Stills has written this song for... He loves her. He loves her, and she pays absolutely no attention to him. So he's just been admiring her from afar and, and penning songs for I wouldn't her. say from afar. He's lurking in her bushes. Let's get into it. The thing you need to know is the 24-year-old Stephen Stills is in love, all capital letters, with the 29-year-old Judy Collins. He says he doesn't know her. He hasn't met her. But come on, there's a lot of mm-hmm. common cross connections here. And she of the blue eyes, one night will be at Whiskey A Go-Go. And Stephen Stills is like, oh, I've got to be there. I have to be there. This is Stephen Stills telling of the story. And he says he's drinking beer because he can't afford whiskey. He's broke. So he's just drinking beer, waiting for Judy Collins to show up. Here she is. Has a few more swigs of beer. Gets all of his courage up. Judy's at a back booth. Not paying any attention to anybody. She's trying to enjoy herself at the Whiskey A Go-Go. Stephen Stills rushes to her table. And with every bit of regalness from a man who has worked on a song for his lady love who doesn't know he exists. Takes Judy's hand. Kisses it. Oh, no. Gushes over her music. He fanboys. You're my favorite, and I love your music, and you're so beautiful, and... Okay. Judy Collins will turn to her companion, and, oh, crushingly, for Stephen still says something like, kids these days. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yikes. Off to a great start. Oh, these kids. But Stephen Stills is persistent. Like, way persistent. He will stalk her label and her studio. He is working every connection he has to play on her next record. And at this point, Stephen Stills doesn't really have a band. He hasn't formed up yet with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. He's just writing tunes, kind of out of Buffalo Springfield, the the. Jell hasn't made CSNY a thing yet. Buffalo Springfield's just busted up. And he doesn't have much to do. And so his day is kind of spent just fucking off. And he's like, I can be in the studio with my lady love and try to win her every day with closer proximity to her? Certainly my luck will be better. If I can be around her every single day. Yeah, that always works. Steven Stills, working every connection he has, Mm. will finally lobby Judy Collins' producer, a guy named David Anderley, to get him the job. By Jove, the kid does it. So Steven Stills is hired to play on the Who Knows session. Judy Collins says, For years I thought it was Anderley who begged him to play, only later did I find out it was the other way around. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Steven's in the studio. Work it. (laughs) with I am yours you are mine Mm -hmm. you are what you are can't you see you belong to me take a chance on me man will you come see me Thursdays and Saturdays because that's when my band plays Judy oh god I'd buy you a drink but I'm broke (laughs) can only afford beer okay so Steven in the studio every day and sure enough there's something about Steven Stills adoration and love and puppy dog eyes for Judy Collins that is going to lead her to have a very, very brief, but very passionate affair with Stephen Stills. Now, here is where the timeline diverges, because I have her on record saying they did not get together until the assassination of Robert Kennedy. However, the breakup happens before that. 
So I don't know if there was a tete-a-tete. Let's talk about it. Judy will say that once Steven still showed up for the actual recording bits of the music, things moved pretty fast. She'll say I was smitten. He was awfully good looking. The relationship began as soon as he came in the band. Judy Collins will continue to say that the rumors about the affair lasted way longer (laughs) than the affair ever did. She said it was quick but powerful. It was like fireworks. It was way too frantic for my speed at the time. This is 68. And as soon as it's over, it's really over because Judy Collins has got other stuff to do. But Steven, he's not over it. He's never going to be over it. 68, he's now forming Crosby, Stills, and Nash with David and Graham, and they're making some tunes together. And this song, Sweet Judy Blue Eyes, will be on their self-titled debut. But Stephen Stills is never over Judy Collins. (laughs) And will proceed to spend, like, the next amount of time, like, continuing his plans, certain that he's going to win her back. He's already written Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. It's the most beautiful song in the world, and he's going to pour all of his feelings into it. And once she hears this song, certainly Judy will know that we're meant to be. She'll be mine. I'll be hers. And oh yeah, if that doesn't work, I have a new plan when I launch my song on her because I really want her to love my song. But if that doesn't work, I have bought her a groovy Martin guitar that I'm including in this gift of a lifetime just to sweeten the deal. In May of 1969, Judy is playing a show and Stephen Stills will come to her hotel. This is in Santa Monica with the Martin guitar. This is May. Her birthday's May. With the Martin guitar and his love song to Judy Collins, thinking this will put the affair back in gear. Does it work? Judy, I have a birthday present for you. And Stephen Stills proceeds to play and sing Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. I mean, it's a masterpiece. It's melody and harmony and everything good that's ever happened in a song and all the colors of emotion. It it is a genuinely good song. And Judy listens to (laughs) the song. (laughs) And there is some value, I think, to knowing what really lives inside your heart. And at the end of the presentation of the song and the guitar, Judy Collins had to break the bad news like, nah, man, sorry. We broke up for a reason. It's not going to happen. I don't know if she really said that, but she did tell him it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. They both have said there were many tears that particular night, but when it was all said and done and sung, passing off of the Martin guitar has happened. Judy's done. And Stephen has written one of the most beautiful songs in the universe that will make him into a star in just a few short months in Mm -hmm. August where he can never not play sweet Judy blue eyes again. Sure. Few things just peripheral to this story. For Judy, this is what she says she's considering. My center was in New York and his in LA. He hated New York and hated therapy, and I was in both. So right. that's why she thinks it's not going to work out. Continuing on, she said she'd just gotten her son back after three or four years of losing custody of him. Hmm. So it was pretty intense. So add to he hates New York. And therapy, and Mm -hmm. I'm in both. And I just got my kid back. Judy Collins is also continuing her affair with the very married Stacey Keach. Mm. So Stacey Keach and Judy Collins will live together for like the next five years or so. Mm. 
Judy Collins will go on to say that they were both at critical stages in their career, she and Stephen, saying we both needed to find out where we were going next in our careers. I wanted some quiet. He was about to be taking off, and David and Graham were like herding cats. Hmm. Like, she's a little older. Like, that's just, it, it wasn't her scene. But sure enough, the cats got herded, and it is Stephen and Graham and David that will open their Woodstock set in August of 69 with Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. And the world will never be the same. (laughs) Collins will say they both survived the affair. They were both fairly headstrong people and their points of conflict were about anything, everything, and nothing. Perfect. (laughs) Now, remarkably enough, Judy Collins and Stephen Stills have remained friends to this day. She joins him and the band on stage at various times over the years. Stephen Stills and Judy Collins get together in 2017 to release an album under the name of Stills and Collins. It's called Everybody Knows. It's said that this wouldn't have happened had Crosby, Stills, and Nash had their big falling out and gotten in a kerfuffle over the last few years. Stephen and Judy even perform 50 shows in 2017. They do another 50 in like 2018. It's incredible. So bittersweet. But the threads are strong between the two. And there's a musical identification that they say that they missed the first time they're around. I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I think you can't know someone that long and not have genuine affection. That's true. <laughs> I mean, but bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Judy Collins recalls the first time she heard Sweet Judy Blue Eyes on the radio. She was with a boyfriend in a cab. Awkward. She's hiding under the seat. Wow. She's like, the song has followed me around for decades how did Stephen Stills read my journals like mm-hmm, this, mm-hmm. right? There, there's nothing quite like it. It's an over seven minute long song. But Judy says she didn't feel exposed by the song's title, saying, I've always understood that people have to write about their lives. Most of all, I felt the song was flattering and heartbreaking for both of us. Neither one of us walked away from that relationship relieved. We were feeling like, whoa, what happened? Hmm. Stephen Stills will say the reason we stayed friends all these years is because we married other people. Judy Collins will add to that. In fact, Stephen married several other people. <laughs> well, you know. Judy Collins will marry again in 1996 after 20 years of dating the guy. Stephen, after his love affair with Judy Collins, will bounce around for a bit. He has a love affair with Rita Coolidge that may have broken up the band, Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Young, in 1970 because Graham Nash maybe is having a little fling with Rita Coolidge, too, in the mm. post-Joni Mitchell breakup. Anyway, Stephen Stills was married three times. His last marriage looks like a keeper. This one happened in 1996, and mm. it's yeah, so they're... kind of interesting to see how it all works out. Judy, for her part, will say, I'm the original girl. I was there before any of them. Hmm. So wrapping up here, you know what? Sometimes love doesn't die. Sometimes it just changes a bit. There is something to the triumph of art and friendship over time. It seems like both really realize they've grown into something entirely better that isn't this hot, tempestuous love affair. Right. They're friends 50 years down the road and Mm -hmm. share a musical intersection, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Judy Collins will say, people will always say to me, I wish I could find a way to stay friends with the people I was intimate with. Her secret is to always say I love you and always say I'm sorry. Hmm. 
So sometimes you need the right place and the right time, but it's a hell of a song and a hell of a legend behind it. Yeah. Voices of the angels ring around the moonlight. Asking me, said she's so free, how can you catch the sparrow? Stephen Stills did it for a moment in time. Then the sparrow was set free, sweet Judy Blue Eyes. God, I love that song. All right. Well, that was a lovely walk down memory lane. Can you smell the eucalyptus and Laurel Canyon? Can you hear the guitar and the breeze wafting? I love it. Y'all, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's Trashy Breakups Fun Ride on the Sunset Strip. No trash cans. Yeah, that, yeah. If you stay friends with somebody for another half century... It took a long time, I think, for them to be friends. Probably. But as a going-away present, Sweet Judy Blue Eyes, even though a little creeper, you wrote it, like, way before we got together, man. Aspirational. <sighs> he shot, he scored, he's out. Y'all are the very best. Thank you again for tuning in. We're going to be back on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I've got a really fun new all-star to induct this weekend fantastic we can't wait to see you back then if you need more trashy divorces in the meantime don't forget patreon.com slash trashy divorces will get you early ad free episodes as well as bonus episodes on the regular don't forget we've got some free episodes too loaded up stacy tell everybody that link that url is bit.ly slash trash candy get a bunch of stuff that we have pulled from the paywall over there See if I can add a few more things this week as well. We got some Henry VIII fun stuff over there mm, to, yeah. that attached with our episode a few weeks ago. So much happening here at TDHQ. We adore your trashy hearts. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until we meet again. Keep your hands clean, friends. Keep those hearts trashy. Strum that guitar. Get laid. <laughs> Do whatever you need to to get <laughs> laid. I suppose that's the lesson we're taking away today. One of them. Not sure that's the lesson. (laughs) Anyway, we'll see you on Sunday. Bye, friends. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacey and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy y'all. <laughs>